If you feel like you could be experiencing a quarter life crisis or quarter life confusion, as I like to call it, then Love My Quarter Life might just be the podcast you've been waiting for. The weekly episodes offer you digestible, actionable and relatable guidance to help you navigate the oh so common challenges that our quarter lives throw at us. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and feeling stuck, confused, lost and unfulfilled, then welcome to the club. And on this episode, we're talking about overthinking. This is something which takes hold of just about all of us in our quarter lives. So today, I'm sharing a five-step framework to help reduce those negative and repetitive thoughts which are making you stressed and keeping you stuck. Hello and welcome to Love My Quarter Life, the podcast dedicated to supporting women to overcome the overwhelm of quarter life confusion. This week, we are talking about overthinking in our 20s and 30s. Now look, I know that every human is engaging in overthinking at all different times throughout their lives, but I think there's something especially prevalent about overthinking in our quarter lives. Back in 2003, a professor called Susan Nolan Huxema from the University of Michigan conducted research about overthinking behaviors and outcomes. And she found that 73% of 25 to 35 year olds engaged in overthinking. So if this was 73% 20 years ago, when we didn't have social media and other kind of distractions that live in our brains, can you imagine what that percentage would be now? It would be huge, wouldn't it? Like probably 100%. And that's because there's a lot to think about, isn't there? Especially in our 20s and 30s, we're always swamped with these thoughts of, you know, questioning everything. Do I want this? Do I want that? Shall I change this? Shall I change that? Shall I stay here? Shall I go there? Why did I do that? Why did I choose this? And we absolutely need to take time reflecting on these things. You know, this is a massive piece of the puzzle to figuring everything out. But we really need to be careful of spiraling into overthinking because this is what makes us feel stressed, worried, anxious, frustrated, and this just isn't going to help. It's only going to keep us stuck. Up until a couple of years ago, I really struggled with overthinking about everything, and it was really debilitating. I was literally holding myself back from so many things because of the thoughts in my head, and it caused me a lot of stress and worry, and I've had to do some real work on myself to improve it, and I know that this is the case for so many young women. Looking at your friends and peers, you'll likely struggle to meet anyone who hasn't suffered from overthinking and who hasn't experienced those challenging symptoms that come with it, like the anxiety and the sleep deprivation and the indecision and the procrastination. So what I want to do on this episode is increase your understanding and awareness of what overthinking is. And I'm going to share with you the steps that I've followed and the tools that I've used which have really helped me and continue to help me to get out of my head. So let's start by looking at the difference between thinking and overthinking because it's really important that we can distinguish between the two. Thinking is a natural mental process in which we consider information or ideas or experiences And we basically consider these things in order to make a decision or solve a problem. Overthinking, on the other hand, is when your thoughts and worries go around and around and around in your head on a loop. 
And no matter how hard you try, you just can't shut it off. It can sometimes be quite difficult to distinguish between healthy thinking and overthinking. But the two main characteristics of overthinking are that it's repetitive and it's negative. While healthy thinking usually involves problem solving or some sort of self-reflection. Now, if you Google types of overthinking, which I did while preparing for this episode, there are so many different articles and resources listing the many different types of overthinking. There's so much information out there. So I definitely recommend diving into it if this is a topic that is of interest to you. But generally speaking, overthinking can be categorized in two ways, worrying and rumination. So worrying is a type of overthinking that focuses on future events or potential problems. And it involves excessive concern about what is happening or what might happen. And this could obviously lead to stress and anxiety. Rumination involves repeatedly thinking about the past. So ruminating on past events, mistakes that you might have made, having regrets. And people who ruminate often find themselves stuck in a loop and unable to move past a particular thought or experience. But within those kind of main umbrella categories of worry and rumination, there are also many different types of overthinking that we engage in. I'm going to list some of them now. So we've got catastrophizing, which is where we assume the worst case scenario of everything. We've got analysis paralysis, which is when we become so immersed in analyzing a situation or a decision that we actually are prevented from moving forward and taking action on it. We've got perfectionism. So perfectionists often engage in overthinking by setting themselves impossibly high standards. And they often kind of obsess over minor details and constantly seek validation for their work or their actions. We've then got social overthinking or mind reading it's sometimes called and this involves us analyzing social interactions and worrying about how we've been perceived by other people. We've got indecision. So this happens when we excessively analyze decisions, even small ones, to the point where we become totally paralyzed about our choices and fear of making the wrong one. And finally is existential overthinking. Obviously, this one is very common in our 20s and 30s, and this involves us pondering those deep questions about the meaning of life and our purpose and, you know, what we're actually doing and what direction we're going in. So which ones of those would you say you engage in or would you engage in the most? I'm sure you engage in all of them to an extent, but which ones are the most problematic for you? For me, I would say I used to do a lot of existential thinking, don't do so much of that anymore now. And I've definitely engaged in far too much social overthinking and mind reading in the past. Oh my goodness, I've spent way too much time worrying about what other people thought of me. I've actually managed to reduce, I'd say both of those types of thoughts now, which is great. But the one which my brain just can't quite fully let go of just yet is worrying about the future. And almost every night when my head hits the pillow, I'll feel exhausted. I'm so ready to go to sleep. But my brain just has other plans and it likes to remind me that everyone that I know and love is gonna die. Cheers, brain. Just what I need before I go to sleep. 
I have gotten much better at distracting myself from those worries that I get in the evening and they certainly don't linger for very long but they absolutely used to. I would be wide awake for hours worrying about that sort of stuff which I just had no control over. It was awful. So over the years I've done a lot of research into how to reduce overthinking and I've tried lots of different ways to help me manage it better and I think that I'm in a pretty good place with it now so much better than I was anyway so I wanted to do this episode to share with you the things that have worked for me and to organize everything in a really clear way I've created a five-step framework to reduce overthinking it sounds technical it's absolutely not I promise it's just some practical steps to follow to help get rid of those unhelpful repetitive thoughts You don't need to worry about taking notes because I've put the whole framework into a helpful PDF guide for you and you can access that via the link in the show notes. All right, let's dive in. So the five steps in the framework are acceptance, preparation, identify, control and action. So let's look at step one first, acceptance. We can really gain a head start on our overthinking by accepting three things. Firstly, we need to accept that this is what brains do. And what I mean by this is that brains by default try to keep us safe and overthinking is a defense mechanism to help us prepare for negative or dangerous things that could happen to us. And now look, I know that it doesn't feel like it's helping us, but biologically, our brains are always seeking out potential threats and bringing them to our awareness. So I like to think of my brain when it does this like an annoying, overprotective big brother. It has my best interests at heart. It's just trying to keep me safe, but my God, it can be so bloody annoying and unnecessary at times. So that's the first thing we need to do. Accept that this is what brains do see our brain like an overprotective big brother and accept that it is totally normal. The other thing that we need to accept is that just about everything in life is uncertain. Uncertainty is just a huge part of life and it's what makes it exciting and adventurous but it's also what makes us feel anxious and worried. But again, uncertainty is just a part of our life. We need to accept this and we need to be okay with it. And the final thing to accept is that we are going to experience failures and challenges in our life. Again, this is all part of the journey. We cannot be happy 100% of the time. Things can't go our way 100% of the time. We will face hardship and struggle and suffering in our life. Everyone does and we are no different. It's so sad and it's an extremely difficult pill to swallow, but it's the price we pay for being human and we have to be okay with that. So when you have a deep acceptance and understanding of these three things, it gives us an incredible head start because it means that when we can feel ourselves beginning to sink into those unhelpful, overprotective thoughts, we can just remind ourselves that this is what brains do. Life is uncertain and struggle and hardship are a part of the journey. And when we bring those thoughts and awareness into our mind, this can really help to stop the overthinking in its tracks before it takes hold. Step two in the framework is preparation. 
So we can do a few things to prepare for our overthinking coming so that when it hits, we're one step ahead of it. Firstly, we can create a plan for when it hits and you can do this by completing the sentence, when I find myself overthinking, I will. And some great things that you can fill in this blank with are go outside, go for a walk, do some exercise, call a friend, have a cup of tea, listen to a podcast, listen to a specific song, read a book, watch a show, meditate. Anything that you can do to relax and distract your mind is going to be really helpful. And having this plan prepared in advance means that you're a lot less likely to get sucked into the overthinking spiral because you already know your plan to get out of it and you can implement that plan right away. You can also take this one step further by identifying the different times in your day when you know that you typically overthink. And when you can identify that time, you can prepare your environment around it to best support you. So for example, my overthinking happens before I go to sleep at night. And because I know this is gonna happen, I make sure when I go to bed that I have a notebook and pen nearby so I can get my thoughts out of my head and onto paper if I need to. I have my Kindle close by and fully charged so that I can, you know, try and read myself to sleep and distract myself. I put my phone on flight mode all night so I'm not being distracted or woken up by notifications, which could then, you know, wake me up and lead my brain into a frenzy again. So A, being able to identify when your overthinking typically shows up for you and B, devising a plan to manage it when it hits are both things that you can prepare in advance in order to get ahead of your overthinking brain. And this will hopefully help to reduce the stress and worry that overthinking brings as a result. Step three is identify. So when you find yourself overthinking, it's really important that you become aware of the thing that you are thinking about and specifically identify it. So you want to tell yourself, I'm overthinking about X. So I'm overthinking about a conversation I had with a colleague yesterday, or I'm overthinking about what to wear for my date this weekend, or I'm overthinking about what they think about me. So pausing and taking a minute to identify the specific things which you're thinking about is so helpful as it pinpoints your awareness and focus on that thought. And then this helps the overthinking to become a bit more manageable rather than feeling like you've got a million thoughts going around in your head all at once, just grab the most prevalent or the strongest or most stressful one and put your attention on it. And the reason this is so important is it because it helps with step four. And step four is control. And this is probably the most important one. So once you've identified your specific thought, you're going to determine whether this is something that you have control over or not. And I know that it can be really tricky to identify whether you have control over a thought or over a situation or not. So what I've done is I've created a list of general things that we can control and general things that we can't control so that you can use this to cross-reference your thoughts against. And these lists are in the PDF, so you can come back to them anytime. So here's the list of things that you can't control. How other people treat you. If people like or dislike you. Other people's actions, feelings, beliefs, or thoughts. Who we're related to. The weather, natural disasters, the passing of time, 
when people die, so when you die, when other people die, physical and mental limitations and predispositions, the fact that change is inevitable, the past and the future. Okay, now things that you can control, the way that you treat others, whether you forgive people or not, your actions and thoughts towards others, your reactions to what other people say and do, how you spend your time and your energy, who you spend your time with, taking care of your physical, mental and emotional needs, living by your values, your own personal growth, being present, being open to opportunities, being adaptable to change, your actions, your reactions and your mindset. So once you have determined whether this thought that you are having is in your control or not, then we move on to the final stage of the process, which is action. And there's lots of different actions you can try depending on whether you can control this or not. So here's some things you can do if you can't control it. First of all, you just need to accept that you can't control this thought or this situation. And you need to tell yourself that there is nothing you can do about it. So there is no point in thinking about it. You can also try and focus on the present. Okay, so remind yourself that you are safe, you are alive, you're well. Take a look at the things that are around you. What can you see and what can you touch? So focusing on the present is really going to help you to get out of your head and come back to the reality or the space that you are in. Another thing that you can do is put it into perspective. So whatever you are worrying about, there's likely a lot worse problems in the world than what you are going through. Think about the great things that you have. The fact that you are listening to this podcast means that you have more than most people in this world. Your life is likely amazing. So stop thinking about the bad stuff that you can't control and think about all of the great things that you have instead. Another thing you can do is change the channel. So this is a psychological technique where you literally change from one train of thought to another. So some things that I like to think about or I like to change the channel to are things that I'm looking forward to. So if I've got a friend's birthday coming up, I would picture myself at that birthday. I would think about who I'm going to talk to and think about what I'm going to wear. And I'd try and picture myself in that setting having a really nice time. Or if I've got a holiday or a trip coming up, I take my mind there and I think about, you know, all of the things that I want to do when I get there. So basically what we're doing here is just changing our thought from something that we can't control to something that we can control. Okay, next is practice gratitude. Again, this is similar to perspective, but it just has a much more defined focus on gratitude. When your brain is circling on something negative, something that you can't control, just try and overtake those thoughts with feelings of gratitude. Remind yourself of the amazing things that you have in life, all of the wonderful people around you, and hopefully this will help to reduce that negative thought that you are having. And finally, if the thought still persists after those previous steps, try to distract your brain with something. So read, listen to a podcast, do some exercise, just any activity that you can do to stop your brain from spiraling. 
Okay, so those are all actions that you can take to reduce your overthinking if the thing that you are thinking about is beyond your control. Now let's look at some actions you can take to reduce overthinking about something that is in your control. So first of all, you can plan a suitable time to think about it. So if I'm about to record a podcast and suddenly my mind goes into overdrive about what I'm doing on the weekend and I need to have plans arranged, I stop myself and I say, now is not the time to think about this. I will think about this later when I'm finished. Okay, so you can literally plan times in your day when you are going to tackle a thought or a situation. Another thing you can do is take the thought out of your head and put it on paper. Write down the questions that you are asking yourself and the thoughts that you're having. And once they're on paper, you'll be able to see them a lot more clearly and you can start to work out the answers or the steps or whatever it is you need in order to solve this situation or the problem that you're thinking about. Another thing you can do is talk about it to people so you can gain perspective from others who you trust and who are likely to give you some support or advice on the thing that you are thinking about. If this thought you are having is something which requires action, then something that you can do is make a plan or create some kind of to-do list of all of the things that need to be done in order to reduce the stress that you're feeling towards it. And then take action. Once you start to work on improving that situation or resolving the problem, then it's going to really help with that overthinking tendency that you're having towards it. If it's a decision that you're faced with, then proactively work on making the decision. And I actually have a step-by-step framework for gaining clarity on difficult decisions in my Confidence and Clarity workshop. The link to that is in the show notes if you need some help with decision making. And finally, what I wanted to add is just to accept that your thought will likely pass. So in a few days or weeks, you probably won't be thinking about this anymore. So do what you can now to reduce the stress and worry that you have over it and find comfort in knowing that you are in control of what you can be in control of and you are managing the situation in the best way that you possibly can. Okay, so there you have it, a five-step process for getting ahead of your overthinking and for effectively managing it when you are in it. Just to recap, step one is acceptance. So we just need to accept that humans are overthinkers. This is what brains do. It's natural and it's normal. Step two, preparation. Prepare for your overthinking by knowing when in the day it usually comes and preparing your environment around this and by putting a plan in place to help manage it when you're in it. Step three is identify. So identify the specific thought you're having and bring awareness to it. Step five is control. So determine whether you can control it or not and use the lists I've provided to help with this. And step six is action. So depending on whether you can control it or not, take the necessary action to help you reduce and manage the overthinking that you are going through. This is the framework I follow when I know my brain is about to go into overdrive or is already in overdrive. And it absolutely helps me to bring awareness to what I'm thinking about. It helps to put things into perspective. And ultimately, it helps me to regain control over my thoughts when my brain has gone into that overprotective big brother mode. So you can take all of this framework or just take some of the pieces which resonate with you the most. It's completely up to you. 
but I sincerely hope that it reduces your overthinking and the worry and stress that comes with it. Alrighty, that is it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. To access the PDF guide of the framework, just find the link in the show notes and grab it from there. I've also put in the link to the Confidence and Clarity Workshop where you can get that step-by-step process for helping with decision-making. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a quick review wherever you are listening. This will be extremely helpful in enabling me to reach and support more women in their quarter lives. Thank you so much for listening once again. Have an amazing week, whatever you're up to, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.